The opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Welcome to Passion Friday. I'm very excited for you today. Why? Because we're kicking things off with some fashion news I have. And why are so many fashion brands launching right now? I I was thinking about this recently. I looked into this, and here's what I found. So a couple of things to consider. Um, You think, why are things launching? There are certain brands that are actually opening up. Lots of places obviously had closed, lots of like brick and mortar, lots of Brands and companies went under. Um, and basically, here's what I kind of surmise. One, we obviously just went through and still going through, but coming out of uh, a time to kind of reflect and slow down. So that's number one. And that's across the board, obviously, for everyone, but specifically fashion businesses. Two, some people started a business out of necessity. So lots of people unemployed, lots of people at home. I'm talking creative people that could start a fashion business. Three, obviously online shopping soared. I saw a graph, um, and I can't remember where I saw it, of course. Sorry, I would cite the the source. But it was like I, I saw it really quickly. And it was just a quick graph of online shopping and had all, you know, the orange bars. So it had from last March and had a full year. And uh, February. February was whatever it was. Let's say 80, 70%. March and April dropped down to almost nothing. I mean, it was the bars very, very low. So a percentage of online shoppers. May, you see it up a little bit. June, a big spike. July and August, a bigger spike. Then it kind of levels off into the fall. Not dropping, but dropped a little bit. And then a huge spike in January and February of this year. So... What does that tell us? That it actually kind of follows. I feel like it followed a bit of the COVID thing. You know, when there were spikes. Sounds <laughs> like it had nothing to do with Christmas, though. Exactly, which was which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it was in the summer, a huge spike, and then again le- dropped a little bit, leveling off through the fall. Maybe a little up and down, maybe before, but nothing dramatic. But then a huge, huge, huge increase in this year, January, February. So. Um, what does that say? <laughs> um, also, I think people are working from home and really could take advantage. I think so. Here's the thing working from home could be a huge advantage for starting a business. And this is for, again, anything, but in particular, fashion, fashion line, if you've got the discipline. So I was talking to someone recently and uh, they work for a big big company and the big company is now completely open and everybody's back in the office you know with with protocols in place however this person decided that's not going to work for me anymore I don't want to do this I want to work from home only you know I feel that it's it's not safe and not just because of COVID but I guess because of possible future viruses I don't I don't know whatever his reasonings were so and that was his feeling on it I got it and he's basically probably resigning from the company but I thought about that and I thought how um you know 
that is really, I'm sure that's happening everywhere. And it's kind of changing the landscape of the typical office. Um, so I thought about that and I thought, well, that's great if you can do it because the flip side to that, and I know this because my husband has people working from home, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's not, not every job can be done productively at home. So that's the other thing. And then there's, there's probably more, more jobs in the shaded gray area versus like, oh, yes, that's clear something you can do from home and you can turn, you know, be productive and you can track that. Because how are employers really going to track cer- certain things, you know? And then again, there's just certain jobs you've got to be present for. So I think that, you know, that the swing is going to swing back and we'll have some sort of a hybrid version of working from home versus working in the workplace. And then the other thing is lots of workplaces are and have changed, you know, drastically. So, you know, there's lots of distancing. Maybe some places have outdoor, somehow outdoor facility. I don't know. Some jobs are generally outdoor in any way. I think of my landscaper. (laughs) I think, well, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you know, he comes, his crew is all kind of separate. They've got their uh, headgear on, their masks on. Sometimes, sometimes they're not because they're kind of by themselves and mowing the lawn or whatever. So anyway, um, I think uh, back to, you know, starting a, a, a fashion brand, you know, you're cutting a huge cost, I think, which which is really, really important. Um, and you can, if you can <clears throat> line yourself up with, Whatever it is, if it's a it's a fashion line, you've got your manufacturer. You really can do everything via Zoom, a Zoom call, or online, whether it's graphics or whatever it is. So, you know, not all new business is online. However, um, and again, I said before, lots of stores close it. Lots of stores were closing, just like lots of people were moving out of cities. Now the swing is the the result is rents are lower. So I we have been seeing some new stores pop up. It's very interesting how this is all kind of turning out or turning up. <laughs> so um, also, I think, I think again, if you've got the right product and you're smart about what you're doing and where you do the location, I think anything is possible. Um, again, advertising and marketing, you've got social media for that. So, um, yeah, basically, I think if you if you have a product in this day and age, this is how I see specifically fashion. If you've got a product, that's great. Better to have a story behind it, even better. And I think that that can make you agree. It, it, well, I'm just thinking to myself, this sounds like when you have when you hang on to something for its value as it gets older, the provenance is the critical issue. Yeah. So th- that's the story behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's how I feel because I was thinking, okay, you really have to be, especially the fashion world, any world but the fashion world, you – there's so many people that want to make it. And it's really hard, one of the hardest industries to, to make it in. And then on top of that, we've got a pandemic on our hands. So really tough. And I just thought about it and I thought, well – there has to be you, you've got to find a niche first of all and you've got to be creative obviously so if you find a gap in the market you work hard you learn everything you can learn about the business and that pro- and then you're creative and sort of fluids because you've got to be willing to pivot quickly as we have learned in the past year and learn from your mistakes i you know i think that this is a great time 
this is this is the takeaway, the moral of the story. I think this is a great time to launch a business in the fashion industry hmm. or maybe anywhere, depending on what the product is. So, and you may think that's crazy, but I don't. I think it would. Be, it's a great time. Now's hmm. the time. I think. And then again, back to fashion. I think people I know now from talking to a lot of people, reading up on this, seeing what's being put out by the designers on runways, people are starting to crave a bit of glamour. And glamour to one person is, isn't glamour to another, even if it just means putting on a pretty dress and going you know, out and seeing your friends again or your family again. So um, there's that. <laughs> and that's what I've been seeing a lot of. All in the, the runway shows for all of fall, I believe it. there was a statistic I read, and of course I don't remember it exactly, but I'm, I'm going to get it in the ballpark. Something like 18 out of 21 designers showed a bit of glam on the runway. So they showed a bit of like a sequin or something, you know, a little bit fancier. So basically it wasn't athleisure and it wasn't loungewear and it wasn't what we saw, you know, the seasons before. So I think that's the truth. I know just from talking to friends and clients, myself included, people are kind of like, I can't wait till, and you fill in the blank. And it's usually some sort of, first it was to see so-and-so and so-and-so. And we're still, we're kind of still getting through that. But then it was to wear heels again, to get dressed up, to go to something special, to put on whatever. And I said, I know, I, I, I get it. I, I'm right there with you. So, um, you know, and, and again, this whole thing has really bred sort of a new wave of shoppers. So this like working from home, I know people that rarely shopped online because they enjoyed the in-store experience that now shop online. So, um, you know, how are you going to kind of grab that customer if you're if you're a designer or you're someone that has a product that you want to sell? Maybe you've got a sneaker line or a jewelry line or a handbag. I think it's, again, find the niche, find the gap in the market. Obviously, you've got to have your e-commerce situation all down pat because that's important regardless. And, uh, you know, just be creative. You don't necessarily need a brick and mortar or maybe you do in the right location because rents are cheaper. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's something to be it's something to consider. I think I, 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 re- I read about this. I kind of was noticing this. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of my my. Uh, little summary. Um, but I think more importantly, I think that um, we're kind of, it feels like we're getting back to a better version of retail before. And maybe it's too soon to say that, but I just feel that. And what I mean is I felt like we had this huge shift and Everything started to be online and all the brick and mortar stores, lots and lots of stores were closing and brands were dying and not surviving. And in a way, and that's awful. I mean, yes, it's great that online surviving and, and f- not surviving, but flourishing. But, you know, there still needs to be some sort of uh, physical presence, I think, for especially for certain brands. I do think there's going to be a shift again and we're going to have some sort of like version of the best of both worlds. I do. And I also said, I said this recently and someone someone agreed with me, but I don't know if they were just being cheeky. I said, I think there's eventually, this is later down the line, the return of the mall is going to be like going to one place where you shop all different stores. Because I mean, if you walked into any mall lately, uh, it's pretty much a ghost town. It's 
funny in in the grand scheme of things, we're talking about a year. Yeah, just one year. Yes, and all these changes. Yeah. How quickly, right? Yeah. That's why I think, and again, before, let's say before the pandemic, we knew malls were still becoming a ghost town. They were definitely dying and nobody goes to the mall anymore because they're shopping online or you're going to boutiques or whatnot. I do think there's going to be a shift because I think, well, at least I hope, if you own a mall or the property or you have a store in the mall, you should be changing now to make the shopping experience very different. And I think if you do that, and if everyone does that, we will have a different situation. It won't be your typical mall. So mm. what that looks like, I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I could think of a few things, but I'm sure there's lots more from those creative gods out there that know how to do that and make things interactive and make things where you they draw you in and you want to say, I think right off the top of my head, and this is this is a, almost like a basic thing. I think of the new Nordstrom that opened up on 57th Street. There's a men's store. There's a women's store across the street. The women's store that opened up, I think it's five or seven floors, maybe, something crazy. And they have so many different little niches in the store that make you just want to stay. What interactive this or that or a place where to take photos for social media or the one of I think there's five restaurants there, all different types of cuisine. Um, you, so you name it. There's a Nike shop within the store that's got, you know, their own uh, exclusive things there. Uh, there's a whole beauty floor. There's I want to call it like the beauty lab or something. There's uh, the face gym has opened up inside of there. It's, a you know, like a spa for your face and uh, that's a whole experience within itself and that's a brand so all different things within this store that have happened and to the point where you're you're like am I where am I at Nordstrom it doesn't feel like well I'm at a department store and it's Nordstrom it's almost like oh I could be at Nike oh I could be at a five-star restaurant oh I could be there's you know the they had the uh, martini bar in the shoe floor where you could have a cocktail <laughs> while you're buying shoes Things like that. And I think it could be done even more. If we're talking about a mall situation, there's a lot more options and a lot more things you could do to make it interactive. What do you think about that? It's an adult toy store. Yes. That's exactly. <laughs> so when she said uh, something about booze near where you're doing shopping, I said, uh-oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. You've got booze. You've got a spa. You've got food. Well, that's uh, most of my girl, but all most of my girlfriends, you know, f- wishes on their wish list of if they're going to go to a store. We've mm. got it all covered here. Um, so, and then obviously all the amenities that the store, the brand itself offers. So, like tailoring and you know, custom customizing things and embroidering things. Oh, you want you want this jacket with your initial on it? Okay, they do that too. So you've got all the amenities, all the services that they offer. Um, stylists they've got on staff, you name it, it's there. Jewelry department, you know, as in fine jewelry, by the way. So it becomes a bit of a one-stop shop. But the atmosphere, I think, is the thing, because what you described could be virtually any store, but they they create an atmosphere for it, which makes it feel heavenly, practically. Yeah, Yeah. yes. 
And that's exactly that's exactly it. And the moment you walk in the first floor, already there's something going on. You know, whether it's you're attracted to it or not, there's something happening. Oh, what's that? And the, this you know little area they have changes all the time, so you mm-hmm. never know what sort of promotion or it's a new handbag line or it's a men's shoe, line, whatever it is. There's always something changing there. So I wonder if grocery stores will go back to having the uh, the test kitchen kind of thing. <gasps> oh. Because that became unpopular. Yes. Like nobody would go to it. They were too busy. And now if we start reengaging outdoors again and, and doing stuff, leaving the house, yeah, that might become something popular again. Yeah. I wonder. I didn't think about that. That's a good, good point. Good point. Hmm. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, a big trend that is returning from guess which decade. You won't want to miss this. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Sorry, I got caught up in my notes. I was excited. I'm excited for what we're talking about. Okay, so the Roaring Twenties trends in fashion could be returning. I'm starting to see lots of different things, and here's why. So basically, there's been a lot of comparison from the 1918 flu and covid and as well as the roaring 20 as as the roaring 20s so the tw- remember the 20s was kind of on the heels of world war 1 and an epidemic an, an epidemic and uh, sort of an era that caused political change and historical change but what happened with fashion i don't remember well that well, was flappers obviously we're talking prohibition time so flappers you know that was kind of like uh, not exactly Ladylike, so more risque clothing, more risque clothing. Hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, so I think that, yeah, that's exactly it. More risque. You know, fringe was said to be more like sexy, kind of. You know, this was think about what ladies were wearing before that. You know, the corsets and all the covered from head to toe and the big big dresses and you know going back even further the big hoop dresses. So um, you know, I don't think a lady was seen out of the outside of the house without a corset and you know, who knows what else was going on <laughs> under the dresses lots of mechanical stuff um so yeah it was a little bit more risque 
And basically, we're seeing a lot of this on the runways. It's, there's a parallel, basically. A, uh, granted, it's a, a light parallel, I'm going to call it. But uh, from what we saw on the runways, designers were showing, as I said before, more glamour and a little bit of like some retro graphics, lots and lots of sequins, um, and uh, a lot, everything in between. So I think the, the first thing I noticed, by the way, was the return of color. This is number one. So I'm happy about this. Um, after many seasons of neutrals, lots of beige. And it's so funny because if you scroll through Instagram, which I really hardly ever do anymore because <laughs> it's just too addicting. But if you even even a magazine, if you pick up a magazine, you can scroll through. You can see how there was not just so much neutrals, outfits on people, but interiors. It was like... They be, I was flipping through a magazine the other day, and I thought, wow, this is a beautiful interior. They were showing it was a living room, but it was like a white box. To me, I could see, and there was lots of texture. It was very pretty if that's your thing and that's what you love. But for me, I thought it's beautifully done, so I can appreciate the designer that put this all together, and it was beautifully photographed, but I could never live there. It literally just looked like a white box. I, I uh- I subscribe to Dwell magazine oh, talking about yes. interiors and this most recent issue is talking about color and yes. and how and bringing very vibrant colors into modern architecture. Yeah. which I'm very happy to see because you're right it it's it's too uh, there's not enough happening in Yeah. it you know, very precise, boxy-looking things. A little clinical. Yeah. A little, yeah, yeah. And I know someone that has a very neutral home. This particular girl is a stylist, and she, but she wears lots of color, and she's her world is constantly, you know, styling beautiful gowns and dresses and lots of fancy stuff. So her opinion was always, I just need to come home and sort of to a clean slate where it's very neutral. And and I get that if that's your personality. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, for her it was more about being serene and calm. But she doesn't wear neutrals. She herself wears color. So it was interesting. Hmm. To me that was very interesting. Um, So I don't know. I guess I'm somewhere. I'm definitely color. Who am I kidding? But – I, my home isn't like full of color. My home is definitely leans more towards neutral with color injected in specific. It's definitely not, I wouldn't call it a neutral palette. I would say some more of the bigger items in my home, like my sofa, my bed, um, chairs, they're all sort of neutral colors. And then I've got lots of color injected in paintings or fi- fixtures or pillows or rugs or whatever so there's definitely color you know throughout the throughout my home not bright colors it's definitely more because obviously I can't look at that every day but then obviously how I dress is very different Hmm. and I'm really happy to have color (laughs) back in my wardrobe and you know I didn't I didn't do it just because it was trending. I think I started wearing more neutrals just for a change. I thought, oh, all right, well, you know, this is trending. And, it, again, it's more accessible. And there's beige everywhere, you know. And I'm talking about last season and the season, like probably the last two years, I want to say. And I thought, all right, let me try it. Maybe I'll really love wearing neutrals. And for a minute or two, I did. And then I was like, no, I, I need color. 
I personally don't really look good in it anyway. I mean, if I did, maybe that would have changed my mind. But there are certain shades of brown or tan that just because of the yellow in my skin just don't suit me. So th- there's that. And, you know, if I took something in a brighter shade, it's like, wow, it looks so much better. So, um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I noticed was feathers. So uh, to me, feathers, a lot of different all designers using feathers. And this made me think of the 20s as well. And feathers is something that, you know, it shows glamour, it shows sophistication, and it shows movement. So I, I feel like there's maybe, um, just like the flapper fringe, it's kind of similar. And I feel a little bit like, you know, maybe there's a lot of pent-up energy. People have been home for a long time. We're, we're, we're now crossing over a, the year mark where we've, you know, kind of been staying at home. So I think there's that. And then the other thing I noticed, I mentioned this earlier, on most of the runways, embellishments of all kinds across the board. So whether it was rhinestones, sequins, um, chain mail, lots of that, you know, shiny sort of chain mail. Uh, and not just for the holidays. In the past, we see this come out. Oh, this is for a holiday look. You know, if it's a, let's say, a, more of a preppy line like Tory Burch, let's say. Great stuff. You know, you'll, she'll see something and it's for spring and it's got sequins on it. Or it's for fall and it's, you know, it's not just reserved for the resort collection or the holiday collection. So that's something I've noticed. And then lastly, I've noticed lots and lots of ruffles. Which is also, again, it's about movement. It's about creating that soft silhouette. Um, it's definitely another element of lavish dressing. If you think about simple athleisure, ruffles, sequins, that's the opposite we're talking. So we're seeing all these elements pop up on the runway. And you'll start to see them more and more in stores. Remember, I'm saying this. Um, but ruffles, whether it was a high neck ruffle, uh, a, a sleeve, a roughly sleeve, or even just on the edge of the cuff. Um, or head-to-toe ruffles. I saw a lot of ruffles for fall. So, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you've got to find your version of glamour, whatever that means. If that just means putting on a pair of jeans and a structured blazer and maybe a silky top, great. Maybe that's your version of glamour, and that will make you feel better. Um, Or maybe it's the head-to-toe sequins. I mean, for me, I'm, you know, the shinier, the better. I'm like like a crow, you know, just flock to shiny objects. Um, so, but I think this is true. I think the general feeling, again, I've been talking about this with clients and with friends and just kind of what I've been reading. And so I'm like, yeah, I think people are craving it a little bit, even if they don't admit it or realize it. I think we're craving some something to dress up or maybe you'd, we just want something to go to to dress up. But regardless, there's an element that I think we're missing that is something maybe it feels small, like, OK, it's you're talking about wearing something. But in the end, it has a bigger impact than we realize. Because why? When we dress, dress up, we feel, look good, we feel good. And I think that's the the moral of the story that I'm telling over here. <laughs> you agree? It's the raison, raison d'etre for your show, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. So I think, yeah, I, listen, I'm all on board. Let's do it. Let's glam it up as much as possible, um, whether it's a small item or it's head to toe. And I am here for it, as they say, on the streets. <laughs> all right. That'll do it for this week's show. Join me next week for... For more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. 
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As investigators piece together the movements and motive for the suspect in this week's deadly shootings at three Atlanta, Georgia massage parlors, there's debate underway whether he should face hate crimes for the attacks that left eight people dead, including six Asian women. Reports indicate the suspect, Robert Aaron Long, told investigators it was gender motivation as he is a self-admitted sex addict. The World Health Organization has authorized China to effectively bar American scientists from the probe into the origins of COVID-19. According to the Wall Street Journal on Thursday, the WHO has allowed Chinese officials final say to which American scientists can join the international probe. The House continued partisan politics Thursday, voting to open citizenship for DREAMers. The 228-197 vote was down party lines. Grandstanding, that's the best way to describe U.S.-China summit talks in Anchorage, Alaska Thursday, with each side taking jabs at each other. The summit does continue Friday. USA Radio News. Awesome and amazing day. Hey there, friends. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee. And today we have a message for you women out there. Are you premenopausal, postmenopausal, or maybe you're in the middle of menopause right now? Ouch. Listen, 